something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Justin Timberlake, 102.7 KISS FM. Joining us now, one of our favorite people, Fareed Zakaria from CNN. Fareed, thanks for coming back on. There's Every time you're on, there's like a list of things I want to ask you about, and we're going to Talk about the CNN special that I know that is coming up. But just to start, I was watching you, maybe it was last weekend, and I almost emailed you, and I thought, let me not bother him with an email about this question that's naive. But you were talking about the nuclear um, sword rattling from Putin and how, with desperation, this is you know something that we all have to think about around the world. And you commented about if he were to use nuclear weapons, there would be a response that is equal. What does that mean? I'm just curious. Yeah, so, you know, this is a big problem, which is what do you do? The the peace in the world uh, rests on on something called MAD, uh, which sounds weird, but it's mutually assured destruction. So the idea is the Russians have these crazy nuclear weapons that can reach the U.S. and wipe out whole cities. And the reason they don't use them is because we have the same missiles and we would be able to fire them at the Russians. So that kind of deters each other. Um, Unfortunately, the Russians also have some very small nuclear weapons, which they could use. They're called tactical nuclear weapons, which they could use on the battlefield in Ukraine if they felt like their backs were against the wall, if they felt like they were losing, they had no option. So... The question becomes, what do you do about that? Let's say, you know, they they use a nuclear weapon. It doesn't destroy a whole city, but it crosses that bar of of no use of nuclear weapons that has been in place for 75 years. It's devastating. It does cause a lot of radiation. Uh, Those those blocks in the city would be uninhabitable probably for uh, years, you know, kind of Chernobyl-like thing. So the U.S. military, I believe, on the basis of the reporting I've done, is thinking of not responding with a nuclear attack of our own. So sort of sending the signal the Russians can behave irresponsibly, we won't, but instead to do a kind of devastating conventional strike. So to give you an example, one thing the U.S. military could do is, uh, you know, 
uh, an air campaign that would just destroy every Russian troop position in Ukraine, which would essentially end the war. You know, the mm-hmm. Ukrainians would then basically just walk through those those positions, take over that land. So I think that's a smart way to think about it. Because, and, the, and the Biden administration is doing it smartly because what you're saying to the Russians is if you do that, the war's over. We'll and, end and it. Ukraine wins. We'll end it. So the other thing I wanted to get your reaction to are the protests in Iran after the death of the woman by the police there. Um, we've seen those protests. Where do you think this goes? You know, so far, the the the, the best rule, sadly, has been to bet uh, that repression works, that if you're really willing to use force, you know, think People about Syria, quiet. think... Yeah, think about Russia, think about China. You know, the people at the end of the day, just totally understandably, people don't want to die. They've got families to look after. Um, but what I have to say is the bravery of these women is just amazing. You know, you get jailed for not wearing your headscarf yeah. in, in Iran. And these women are saying, you know, publicly, and they're videotaping themselves, and they're going out. So what I think they're trying to do is to force a debate within the regime that says we got to we got to drop this requirement but the problem is it's been so central to their to, to the regime and to the the ideology of control but maybe they'll find a crack here in the regime we hope so yeah. it's t- it's tough to see Fareed Zakaria with us got a new CNN special supreme power inside the highest court in the land what's the purpose of this one I think one of the things that worries me most about America these days is we don't believe in anything. We don't have faith in anything. We don't have faith in the you know Congress, the presidency, big companies, big media, big tech, right? One of the few things that we all respected was the Supreme Court. Um, it used to be like the Army, the Supreme Court, maybe the Federal Reserve, right? Like mm-hmm. at this point, you're left with very few things that you respect. And the Supreme Court what I was struck by was this Gallup poll, 75% of Americans, three out of every four Americans say they no longer have confidence in the Supreme Court. And I sort of tried to understand why. And I guess the, sh- the short answer is the court has been behaving in very political ways, not judicial legal ways. Everybody understands the court will come to con- decisions that you don't agree with. But you 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 always thought it was because the judges were using their legal reasoning to come up with where they came up with. But over the last decade, I would say, it it, it has seemed as though somehow the Supreme Court finds itself endorsing and supporting and, 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 and uh, you know, helping every conservative cause that the Republican Party has been challenged, has been, has been championing. So it makes you wonder, wait, is this, is this just politics? Is this just are they all just conservative Republicans and they are just doing what what the you know Donald Trump told them to do? Or do they actually have a kind of judicial temperament? Interesting to see all of it in the special coming up. One of the great thinkers on our planet, Fareed Zakaria, with us. It's the CNN special Supreme Power inside the highest court in the land. And if you get a chance to see him on the weekends, I just really look forward to your take on things when you open your show. And you give your perspective and your view. It's so insightful. And for me, it's it's really the best part of that hour. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Good to see you again, pal. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You got to watch his uh, show on Sundays on CNN. So interesting. 
yeah. all the different curiosity from a guy like that too. All right, coming back in a second to pay a bill.